From across time and space and throughout the multiverse, listen as two generations of comic book readers come together to discuss a single character or event that shaped pop culture as we know it. Let Your Geek Side Show presents Then and Now with Susan and Kitty. Hey everyone, it's Susan. And it's Kitty. Today we're talking... Oh my gosh, I just read Kitty's notes. <laughs> that's, why, that's why I apologized. <laughs> Today we're taking aim at DC's battling bowman, the Emerald Archer, who's a real Star City Robin Hood. I hate you. If you don't know who this is by now, then probably turn off the podcast. Oh my gosh, this is so terrible. Um, but we're going to be talking about Green Arrow. Uh, he's got plenty of tricks up his sleeve to deliver justice with a message, making him one of the more grounded members of the Justice League. So let's stay on target for Green Arrow then and now. Wow. Stay on target. I know. I got I, to my terrible notes. I got all of your notes. Thank you so much for writing them. You're welcome. <laughs> Wow. All right. So I'm really excited about this podcast, to be totally honest. Are you? Yeah. Um, I say I talk about Batman a lot because Batman was like the first hero I was ever into. Mm-hmm. But like the second hero I was ever into was the duo of the Green Arrow, Green Lantern. Ooh. And they used to be like a team up and had like mm-hmm. a book that was the two of them together. So I read a lot of that. But ultimately, I wound up um, well, I liked both of them <laughs> equally. I don't know that I ever chose one, but Green Arrow has always been among like one of my favorites. So to be able to do the then side of him is pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, full disclosure, I've never read a Green Arrow comic, but I do have plenty of... Uh, well, he's in, transcended, he's comics, transcended comics, comics a lot, especially so, with a hit TV show. Yes. And... Full disclosure, I've watched maybe three episodes of the TV show. No, that's not true because I watched that whenever he crosses over with Flash. Yeah, I do yeah. the cross of crossovers, which, by the way, means I have watched at least one episode of Supergirl because of that huge crossover that happened. Yeah, but I, but so to that point, I haven't read any. I've seen him in some issues of, of stuff that's coming out now, but um, I have exposure to him through the television show and through the video games. And so I he's one of those characters who is instantly recognizable and you, oh, yeah. and you see that well, style. Well, mostly because, I mean, Oliver Queen is Green Arrow's normal person identity. <laughs> but is he really normal? Because he, you know, he grew up under the shadow of... An, he, he's very Batman-like. Queen, that, was, Queen. that was one of my notes. I, yeah. I was going to say, I, I, of of what I've noticed, he does seem very much like a... At, in some instances, a Batman analog. Yeah, and I think that that's interesting to make the comparison between him and Bruce because they've made a lot of different choices. Oh, absolutely. Um, for one, Oliver was forced to be completely on his own when he was uh, when he was young and mm-hmm. he fell off that boat. In some instances, it's a wreck. In some instances, it's just a storm and he fell off. But either way, he winds up on an island having to fend for himself. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where he comes up with the whole like archer type persona Mm -hmm. and I believe that's true for the television show as well yes yeah and the television show actually does spend a lot of time in flashbacks to his time on the island that's just really showing how that shaped him yeah they have um they have revisited it in comics several times Mm -hmm. including like you know the new 52 obviously they re kind of rebooted the whole universe so they did a retelling of that story as well um but for me the thing that I always liked about him were his differences from Batman because oh, there there are a lot. Um, for me, uh, Green Arrow was 
just a very grounded human. Mm -hmm. And in spite of his upbringing of privilege, much like Bruce, um, he never sort of like he took to it, but not in the way that like, like he was always about the simple solution. He never wanted to complicate things like Batman's the great detective. So he's always looking for clues and looking for, for people to betray him Mm -hmm. and people to undermine him. And he, Batman's a dark character. He's a dark hero. Whereas Green Arrow always stayed in the light. He's always brightly colored. He's dressed in like (laughs) very colorful greens. He's got beautifully kept facial hair. Beautifully kept facial hair. Beautiful, like bright blonde hair. Mm -hmm. Also, you know, his favorite, the whole reason he takes on this persona is because he grew up admiring Robin Hood. And it's definitely Mm -hmm. supposed to be an homage to his favorite character. Which is awesome thinking about how how we have our favorite characters and, right. and stuff and so for a fictional character to then take that influence and and make it something that well is yeah because so for him unique for him robin hood's the fictional character so it's like if you and i went through something and you came out of it and you all of a sudden looked like starfire like, you know, <laughs> oh you, my gosh my hair's on fire and everything <laughs> well you you were abducted by aliens um <laughs> Anyway, but, you know, it, it, he, he emulated Robin Hood. He believed that simple solutions were the right ones. And he never wanted to to put all kinds of tech into things. He thought, like, a bow and arrow was going to be enough in order to defend justice. Right. I was, I was as you were mentioning, Bruce Wayne and uh, Oliver Queen and their kind of similarities and differences, the immediate divergence I see is Batman strikes me as a guy who will use his resources to make the best possible tech and Oliver Queen is more of a I will I will make what I have to but it doesn't have to be overly complex because I can Yeah, I mean a boxing glove on the <laughs> on the tip of an arrow is I like good the, enough for me. I uh, like the fountain pen arrow. I was looking up trick yeah. arrowheads um before this podcast cuz I mean the boxing glove obviously, obviously. is iconic. iconic. <laughs> but Jinx. you know, I got to admire a guy who's like, "You know what? I can make a fountain pen arrow and it'll work for something." I always just for, I always thought the most useful ones and in terms of Green Arrow and his simple solutions were any of them that had any sort of gas in them. Like, I just thought they were clever. They were going to get the job done. And Mm -hmm. that's kind of what you go to with Green Arrow for getting the job done. It's like you go to him when you don't need a huge master plan. You just need something to be finished. Right. And you don't need a lethal solution. You need something effective. Yeah. Yes. Controlled. Exactly. Exactly. So I think that for me, the through line for Green Arrow will always be that guy who who has the the correct moral compass. Mm-hmm. Um, but the correct moral comp- compass always points to like the simplest solution is usually the correct one. <laughs> <laughs> Which is crazy because when you think about like the background of Oliver Queen, he should want every single luxury with every single privilege that he could bring mm-hmm. into this superhero uh, life that he's chosen to live. But instead, he just goes with like the basics. Well, and it's great to see in 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 a world of gods and and aliens from Krypton and all these different characters that surround him to have that character who is kind of more in touch with the ground and and. And more trusting. Absolutely. Because obviously Batman is another one of those, you know, doesn't have, isn't an alien, isn't from, you know, Themyscira, is from just like Gotham. And he's just from Star City. Mm -hmm. But Batman isn't trusting. He thinks everyone's out to get him. And so to have Oliver Queen be that that guy who 
who sort of trusts and and sometimes to a fault because a lot of the greatest villains from Green Arrow were people who he knew and were oh. allies like and it's like heartbreaking betrayal and I think that that's another thing for me that kept me coming back to Green Arrow comics over and over and over again was the fact that like he went through all these heartbreaks he went through betrayal and he just kept getting out of bed every morning yeah you know and that is why I like him with Green Lantern because Green Lantern's like a similar type situation, but again, on a cosmic level. Right, right. Yeah. And so it's interesting that you talk about like him being so moral and trusting and, and being recognized as that in among his comrades and stuff because uh, in the newest series that they're kind of doing, uh, DC No Justice or uh, – yeah, No Justice is the comic book series. Um, a lot of Earth's heroes are missing or otherwise occupied. And and it's a lot of uh, comic book reviewers have noted that it's kind of a Green Arrow story right now because so many people are MIA. Um, but they need a fail safe. They need someone who will keep them on the straight and narrow for when, when – I, I'm not reading this series, but um, when consequences hit the wall – um, so John Jones gives him a mysterious box uh, and says, if if anyone needs to kind of disband the Justice League or stop us, I want it to be you because you need you've got the moral compass. You're not a god. You know, kind of the weight of power. Um, and so we trust you to keep us safe in this cosmic enterprise. The weight of power. Mm-hmm. That's such an important line. Like if you think about it. um, giving someone the weight of power and to be the person trusted with the weight of power is so just heavy. But I imagine that like Green Arrow can take the weight. Because mm-hmm. to give that power to Superman, let's say, to, to give more power to Superman, I mean, he's already got so much power. So mm-hmm. what's that other drop in the bucket and for even, him? I keep, like, I keep coming back to this comparison with Batman because Batman's the other like, Ev- like normal non superpowered person but Batman would want the fail safe right and that's the huge I think that's what it comes down to is like Ollie wouldn't ask for it right Ollie is given it and he will accept it he will accept it and he know but he know not that Batman doesn't Batman knows the weight too but Batman wants the weight to carry because he thinks he can carry the weight when no one else can right whereas Ollie won't take on more than he can handle unless he's asked and right. when he's asked, he can carry all that weight because he can ultimately handle it. Mm-hmm. He just like is a lot more humble. Yeah. And I, I think that's interesting in where so many of these superhero characters do have that wealthy playboy origin or, I mean, or just not playboy necessarily. <laughs> but but I was going to say, wealthy. if we want to get into some Green Arrow playboy <laughs> stories, there are plenty of those in comic uh, books as well. Because yes. before he settles down with Dinah, he has quite a, oh, a list his, under that belt. His, his relationship with Dinah is another one of those oh. iconic things that... They're one of my favorite comic book couples. They're just, they seem, I, I, and my biggest exposure to them is in the Injustice universe and um, the video games, okay. even though that video game is so dark and gritty. Like, I don't play video games. They shine through. Does he call her Pretty Bird? Oh my God. I, I Can can't you pay attention the, t- the next time pay- and yes. tell me? Because like every time he calls her Pretty Bird, I want to die. <laughs> Like it's it's absolutely like my favorite nickname. <laughs> I will I will pay extra special attention because you can you can set up your own like custom matches in the <gasps> game, and so when you put him against her or if they're on a team together, like he'll make jokes about their marriage and like it's super oh. sweet. Um, 
And if you if you put Green Arrow against himself, because you know multiverse, yeah, yeah. Um, he jokes that he can't tell which of them is the evil twin because they both have excellent facial hair, oh. and usually the evil <laughs> twin has the facial hair. But that's amazing. Um, but like, even in a in a video game universe that is so defined by being a terrible part of the multiverse, like he really shines through as the guy who who gets the job done. But he's he's not gritty and grim dark about it. He is a kind of a symbol of hope and and levity. And has his sense of responsibility. I think it makes a lot of sense that you would say that because like even when we go to more recent Green Arrow storylines, like he had such an important storyline after Blackest Night into Brightest Day Mm. and Brightest Day had a Green Arrow specific miniseries. And I think that that speaks volumes about him as a person, like as a character, (laughs) as a person, as a character, because you can hand him something as important as like a white lantern ring that. Mm-hmm. has the power of life itself in it. You know, no big deal. Yeah, not a big deal at all. And not after, you know, the black hand has brought back everyone from the dead and you're finally over it. Um, but it was interesting to see things like, you know, I'm getting into more than we're supposed to be talking about in this podcast. But like <laughs> when you get into things like who was charged with the light and it's like Sinestro, who you like ne- wouldn't necessarily think. But then mm-hmm. when you have people like, Oliver Queen, it's like, well, absolutely Oliver Queen would right. be entrusted with like figuring out what this is and how to use it moving forward. Mm-hmm. Well, that's really that's really cool. <laughs> I mean, like t- to see those comparisons where he where he can cross over into other characters kind of mythos and then yeah. and then those uh the word is escaping me, but kind of those those benchmarks of like, well, this object in the Green Lantern universe represents this and how when this other character encounters that. Mm-hmm. Um, like an artifact or like a right. something like that. Yeah. Right. Because one of the other things for me I've noticed is that in a lot of uh, the stuff I've seen for Green Arrow, having the power to to stand up to other people if necessary, um, kryptonite arrows are something that he sometimes does carry with him. But in in situations where I see those in, in the comics and the uh, games and the television show too – like that that's almost a thing that he doesn't want to use because he knows how devastatingly yeah. powerful a kryptonite arrow can and be and how devastating it would be to an individual or to someone that he cares about right um and i think that that's an important note about him is just he's always that source of light mm-hmm. he's always the guy who's there have been times when like he's had he's had to go through just like so much loss and devastation to the, at one point he and Dinah move away from star city and they move to Seattle for like a short storyline <laughs> and open a flower shop. But you know, it's a big deal when they move to a real world location in a comic book story <laughs> and open up like a, like a flower shop, which by the way, you will, you will love this. Oh, will I? Yeah. It's called Sherwood florist. Oh, <laughs> that, Okay. That's really good. I know. <laughs> I love that storyline so much, but um, at the same time, both of them realize that they can't stay away from because they know that Green Arrow specifically like has that we keep coming back to the compass, which, by the way, have we we have not addressed that a compass literally has an arrow in the center of it. (laughs) And the arrow points you to where you're supposed to go. (laughs) Exactly. So I'm pretty sure at least someone in D.C. had to know what they were doing when they gave (laughs) Green Arrow that like rigid, stern moral compass that's pointing in the right direction. Gosh, I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) If not, you guys should probably say that you did that all along. (laughs) Take credit for it. Yeah, but um, 
Green Arrow, like I said, like even when he moves away to try to live like a normal life with his wife, Mm -hmm. he comes back because the greater good is at stake. Mm -hmm. Justice itself is at stake. He knows that. And he knows that also he's not a god, but he can do what he can. And that's that's all anyone can ask of him. Yeah. And that's so important because in a – in DC, we always talk about like gods among men, goddesses among men. We have uh, we have like Wonder Woman. We have mm-hmm. Superman. We have like the larger than life. We have John Jones who can literally ha- do everything. Martian With his Man- mind. <laughs> yeah, Martian Manhunter has every superpower. We have like Shazam who can summer- summon like six elders of like power for- throughout the ages. Mm-hmm. It's it's crazy the t- kind of titans that you're up against in the DC universe. Mm-hmm. So it is so important to have a guy like Oliver Queen on your team mm-hmm. because when you're fighting, you know, Brainiac for the co- like the cosmos, <laughs> um, it's important to have that one guy who can carry the weight of the universe, but can bring you back to Earth. Right. Yeah. Because I'm I'm also thinking of instances where like uh, when they're under a red sun, Superman or Supergirl, and they and they don't have their powers, and they go, well, what do I what do I do without that? And it's and it's just one of those moments yeah. where you can look to Oliver Queen and and see his particular brand of justice. And mm-hmm. he he has a really cool bow and arrow and a really really fun set of trick heads for the arrows. But like at the end of the day, he's using skills that aren't God given mm-hmm. type. And these, these mystical powers. Yeah, and I think, and even when you look at him in terms of artwork, like how he's drawn with mm-hmm. the rest of the Justice League, like you have like you have like the Trinity, like Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. They're all like muscled out, mm-hmm. and they all have weapons, like like, um, or they all have magic, or they all have something with them. Like usually Superman, you can see like his laser eyes or right. something like that, or heat <laughs> vision. Sorry, sorry, nerds. Sorry. Um, um, but with Green Arrow, he's always drawn a little bit more lean muscle. Mm-hmm. It's like the runner's type physique because he's meant to go the distance, not necessarily like power punch. Right. Not saying that he doesn't have excellent fighting skills because he does. <laughs> you play the video games. Absolutely. Yeah, he play, he, he is an excellent character also. If you play Injustice 2 or, or Gods Among Us, please Please play Green Arrow. His, really? He, oh, that's his, so cool. He, yeah. His, and his, I mean, his dialogue is some of the best, too. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, I don't play video games at all, so I have no I'll idea. Have, I'll have to show you Injustice sometime because okay. it's really worth it. Yeah. Um, our producers really, really, really want me to, like, play video games. <laughs> For research purposes. <laughs> For research because I'm so bad at them. But, However, we're talking about Green Arrow, not right. about me playing video games. But you're talking, you're also talking about kind of the comic book uh, visual representation of the Trinity and... Uh, the CW network almost has their own kind of little trinity of shows for for um, and hell, it's called the Arrowverse. So uh. <laughs> uh, if if you were wondering who is the center of this universe, it's Green Arrow. Um, but yeah, on those when they cross over, you line him up with Supergirl and the Flash, who are both bright blue and red and yellow, mm-hmm. and and they're they're often seen like flying or running faster than you can see, and mm-hmm. and. Green Arrow always has, or Arrow for the shows, he's always kind of grounded in the center. He's very feet to the earth. Um, his his color palette is a little darker than what I what I see in some of the bright Robin Hood inspired imagery of him. But it's I imagine, yeah. But it's, it's hard to translate 
the the you know Kelly Green tights. Yeah, to, uh, like an Errol Flynn type of. Yeah, uh-huh. you, you can't really do that on like a CW network type dark teen show. Right, and that and that wouldn't. Yeah, that wouldn't be the right. Tone it's for not the it, right but, choice either. But it's I don't think it's a mistake because it's not it's not called the Flashverse or the yeah. Superverse. It's I mean called it's the Arrowverse. It's the Arrowverse and his and it's really cool because his he's so grounded in his powers and a lot of the characters that his show introduced to the network as well started out as grounded heroes and then of course like White Canary goes off with the Legends of Tomorrow on the Wave Rider and it's time travel. But um, he he's kind of the the grounded point for the network to try a lot of new things and then introduce metahumans and and kryptonians and stuff. So it's it's really cool to see how they all revolve around first of all the success they've had with Stephen Amell and and that whole show, but just like the Star City universe and where can we go from there? We can go to to well National City is um on a different earth, but like all yeah. the different, I, they also have a multiverse going on over there. Yeah, so. I, uh, I, I met earth X during Ooh, one of the crossovers. Yeah, yeah. During one of the crossovers. And that one was really good. Yeah. I, I really had fun with that one. Cause that, I mean, that was another one where you got, all yeah, it was the, all of them, all of the superheroes together. Yeah. And, and, uh, on the now side of things, I mean, they've recently, they had Stephen Amell announce at a CW event that um, Gotham is finally coming to the Arrowverse. I mean, That's they're going to introduce Batwoman. But before Gotham and Batwoman, we had Star City. And, mm-hmm. and that was kind of... And even Black Lightning, they reference metahumans. And yeah. so they're... they're I'm hoping they get folded in at some point too because I love that show. Black Lightning was my gateway. Like once oh. I started getting, I know there's only one season, but I went backwards to the other CW shows in mm-hmm. order to try to like catch up to because I, I don't think Black Lightning could exist without the Arrowverse because it's because right. it's kind of that same grounded darkness that mm-hmm. in a real world. Yeah, 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 and and. Going back, I mean, to the Batman parallels, like the CW show has borrowed actually some some Batman stuff for Green Arrow and I, out of necessity or uh, we're waiting until we can figure out if we can get Gotham in here. But some of those storylines have have translated pretty well. I mean, they had um, I never know how to pronounce it, but it's the Al, Al Ghouls. The, is it Raish? Raz? Okay. I've heard it said. I've so been many corrected ways. by this. This. Is, a, this is the problem about n- like nerd stuff. Like when you just see it written down. Yeah. And then... I always said Roz. I always said Roz too. I always said Roz. Okay, so Roz Al Ghul. Yeah, but we're gonna get corrected because I know so many people <laughs> who like have their like heels dug in about it being race. I mean, you. <laughs> I I used to accidentally say Dina Lance instead of Dinah. Just, oh no, that's I, Dinah. I know, I know. <laughs> that that was extremely wrong. But I mean, yeah. So, but they've they've borrowed elements from from Batman stories, and I think some of some of those folded in a little more seamlessly due to the initial similarities yeah. between the well, characters. But. If you're gonna fold in two different types, like. Gotham is more dark and gritty the same way the Arrowverse is dark mm-hmm. and gritty. So that makes complete sense to me. Yeah. Um, so if fans are looking for some modern Green Arrow, where would you want to send them? Well, I would definitely recommend it's still in progress. So I actually don't know how many issues are going in. But the No Justice, because people are just raving like, hey, this is actually it's called No Justice and it's a big event, but it's it's kind of a Green Arrow story right now. But right. Um, I might have to check that out because I am such a big Green Arrow. <laughs> <laughs> but the Arrow television show, they've got six seasons available on CW. I think season seven is up 
No. You're looking at me like I know. I, I've, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm talking through it. Yeah, I think season seven's up next, but I believe there are six seasons and then uh, the crossover events with all the Flash and Legends and Supergirl. Those are those are must plays. And, and if you're a video game person, Injustice is so worth it just to see how all of these DC characters react interact with each other but That's also so fun. because he he's just so fun in a dark gritty universe where superman has gone kind of evil and so he still manages to keep it light and fun and for me uh fans looking for some classic green arrow i recommend anything um that has green arrow green lantern on the cover um Man, I, I went broad with the character instead of specific, so now I'm struggling to, to think about what I actually talked about. Um, again, I, I would recommend Brightest Day, Green Lantern. I, I Green Lantern. I recommend Brightest Day, Green Lantern, which is a Green Lantern story, but I recommend the Green Arrow-specific uh, miniseries that he had there. I loved, um, I love any time he's, he's in any sort of comic with uh, Black Canary. Uh, you mentioned Cry for Justice. I, I don't know if you said it I didn't here. say it here. I said oh, okay. it before we started recording. But the, the Cry for Justice storyline <laughs> is a great one, especially if you're looking for kind of a darker side of Green Arrow because um, mm. he does, you know, when you, carry, when you have to carry the weight of the, of the gods when you are a normal human, um, sometimes you snap. I'm going to have to go back and reread some of these because I, I, I feel like I've deprived myself not reading any green arrow oh my gosh you totally should you i just like i said for me it's it's all about anytime he's he's um he's asked to step up because Mm -hmm. if you ask him he's the guy who will show up which is yeah in in the worlds of gods and metahumans you need someone you need someone yes you need the guy in the center who just has a bow and arrow (laughs) who who takes the simple solution because a red sun can't stop a bow and arrow a red sun that's actually a really good point (laughs) a red sun cannot stop a bow and arrow and you can't take him out with kryptonite you can't like just have a reverse character and have it you know like there's he's just he's that guy you know he's Mm -hmm. the he's the center he's He's grounded. He's the green arrow. (laughs) So at the end of the day, Oliver Queen will always follow his morals and shoot straight for the good of the DC universe. Thank you so much for joining us today because that is Green Arrow then and now. This has been Then and Now. For more ad-free pop culture news and content, visit geeksideshow.com. Thank you for listening and don't forget to let your geek side show.